else want to do the Hey Nerds today? You tell us now. Do you not want to do it? I just, I just assume we just all assume I'm doing it. I just didn't want to make that assumption every time. Yeah, just go for it. Yeah, I, yeah. No objections. Yeah. Own it. Hey, nerds. This week we are back again. Episode two, House of the Dragons, The Rogue Prince. But first, we will start the episode as we do. The most important part of this episode, to be honest, is what we're drinking. So I'll go around and order from what I see everybody clockwise. Mariah, you're up first. What are you drinking tonight? No. Mariah, are you okay, not so drinking? I, I finished I finished my drink before we <laughs> before we started. <laughs> you know, Mariah, you should have one on deck. Don't you know by now? Always have one on a, deck. Yeah, well, I had a banana strawberry smoothie when I finished it before we started a non-alcoholic one yeah you okay shonda what are you drinking (laughs) she's taking the spirit right out of the spirited nerds (laughs) uh all right well i guess i'm up next then so what am i drinking i'm drinking um i don't know if you guys are familiar with the kona beers um Mm -hmm. but i just found kona island spiked seltzer uh, it's very good. So this one is star fruit lime and I have like a tropical fruit punch on there. Um, but really, really nice as far. I, I consider myself a bit of a sampler of spiked seltzers. <laughs> um, but this one is really good. Very, very smooth. Very, the flavors are not weird. There's, what was that drink? There's no cucumber in it. Maybe that's why I like it. Get that cucumber <laughs> out of here. Well, that's good. Those, those seltzers are just so hit or miss. It's true. They really are. Sometimes they have like a chemically taste or something, but like this is very nice and light mm-hmm. overall. All right, David, what you drinking? Okay, so I got, I have two that I'm drinking. Um, so one of them is just a, uh, what is this? A citrus punch, truly. Okay. Um, yeah, but the other one is that one you put me on to, that yeah. blood orange cider. Austin Eastside is just not fucking around with this thing. It is no. really good. Um, not. I'm not a cider person, but I fuck with this one heavy. This is really good. So, yeah, I'm not either, and I'm yeah. glad I found that randomly one day. And thank you for double fisting and pulling Mariah's weight this episode. Yeah, no problem. We, we salute you <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I... I went into Trader Joe's before getting groceries and thought I'll try a new beer. And they have like these little brew picks from their staff. So Dan and Paul Leesburg Pike Trader Joe's, I, you picked double dry hopped hazy IPAs. So I couldn't it's go Trader Joe's. selection. I, they are, but they have, they have, they have good select. I, I thought they had good looking stuff. So I thought Dan and Paul were going to make really good selections for me, but they both picked the same type of beer. So I said, all right, you know what? I'll work my way down their Oktoberfest line and everything is pumpkin themed. But I did find one from a brewery called Center of the Universe Brewery in Ashland. They have an Oktoberfest. It looks kind of regally, looks like Game of Thronesy. Nice. And then it is it Ashland, like Oregon? No, it's Ashland, no, Virginia. Ashland, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. if you like pinball machines, they have a awesome selection of pinball machines at their brewery. Hmm. Good to know. All right, episode two. We've got some we got some themes we want to cover this episode. 
So the first one we just want to look at is that we're going to start six months after uh, Rhaenerys being um, appointed the heir. Um, we found out that Damon is in Dragonstone. He's got the city watch with him. He took his boys. He peaced on out. He did not go back to Runestone like his king demanded him to do. He is housed up with his mistress, who we are calling the Voodoo Queen, and we'll find out why. <laughs> this is disappointing to me. Why? Why? Because ever since he said how much he does not want to see her, I've I want to see his wife very bad. Like I, I feel like she's going to be one of those like 1950s handicapped wives, is like with a. Uh, uh, a, a rolling pin with the apron on waiting to just like whoop his ass and I feel like I'm never going to get to see her they mentioned her again this episode where again uh Rhaenyra was telling them she was like look you were told to go home to your wife and you know you you have a wife he was like not one that I chose I'm like that motherfucker said I will go to war before I come back <laughs> <laughs> he's still trash talking that woman um, you know what? I picture that man her. Said, we'll like, all, we will all die on this bridge before I go back to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going home. I'm not going home. <laughs> oh, I I picture her like being a very good, dutiful wife, and that's probably why Damon doesn't like her. I bet she does everything a wife in this universe is supposed to be doing. She's super tolerant. She's just being quiet in the background, hanging out in her rooms, doing her cross stitch or whatever the fuck. And Damon's like. You just not holy enough, holy enough for me. I, you know, that's how I, that's, that's what I get. That could be one of the reasons. We'll never know until we see her. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, what is his name? Leia, yeah. Lady Rhea. I hope we see her this season. Have Fingers to. crossed. Have to. <laughs> um, and then we find out basically who the villain is this, uh, this series is Prince Admiral Kragus Drahar. Um, I, that's as close as anybody's gonna get. We just call him Crab Feeder. Let's go, Crab Feeder. Yeah, Peter. Crab Crab Feeder. Crab Feeder. You said Red yeah. Peter. That's what I thought he said. You went in a couple Crab different Peter. directions there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the true villain is Otto. We will get to that, but yes, but so far they're setting the the villain up to be the crab feeder who is feeding uh the crabs of the tides and the stepstones like people that are alive, the people, that, the people of Westeros. Oh my yeah. God. And they're still pirates, moving. I think specifically, but yeah. like Yeah, that freaked me out cuz at first I thought they were just eating a dead guy. Yeah. No. But then when his his foot twitched, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. It was very visceral. I no, I I have a thing with swarms of anything, and so uh, after episode two, I got to add swarms of crabs to my nightmares. So thanks for that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Great visual. Mm-mm. Not a way um, I want to go. No. Uh, brother man tried to come in and tell the the council. Look, he interrupted that that meeting. I don't even know what they were talking about in the meeting because it wasn't important. It wasn't important as a crab. It's the, uh, crab the, print. the picking the uh, the knight, like the like the attorneys, the knight. Oh, the knight's yeah. guard, yeah, yeah. The, the dude died peacefully in his sleep, which he made it out very luckily because a lot of people don't get to do that. So he was blessed. Not in the king's guard, they don't. Sleep. No. Corliss interrupted that to say, "Look, you gotta do something about this fucking this this nightmare, this menace, because he's killing my men. I don't appreciate it." Otto, who obviously likes to pick fights this this season, he's giving me a headache right now as I even think about him. You just because you sit at his table doesn't make you an equal. Yeah. 
I mean, it's true. He came in there real wild. He, I feel like he had a right. He, his men are being killed. His ships are being just decimated. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but he came in there real wild. And no one's doing anything about it. You think he came in too wild? You don't think so? I mean, yes. I think like in a in a place where everybody's got a sword and they listen to one nigga, I think he walked into that room real wild. Like <laughs> you talk, you talking to the one guy in the room that can say, "Hey, you know, cut his big toe off," and and they'll do it. Yeah, he came in there a little bit aggressive. Right. I don't know. I I, I feel bad for him. I wish he would have got the attention that he deserves because everyone kind of just wrote him off. Like, eh, we'll take care of it. And what? And then the king was just like, you know. I'm I'm not trying to go to war. That's right. not what I'm here for. So the, the, he, he kind of sees that Viserys, no one's taking his his concern seriously. Viserys doesn't only want to knock like Viserys doesn't want conflict full stop. He doesn't want conflict with Damon. He doesn't want conflict with Corlys. He doesn't want conflict mm. with the free cities. Like he wants to be a conflict free zone, which is just not going to happen when you're the king of the seven kingdoms or a king probably anywhere i don't know i have no experience kinging but like conflict is kind of one of those things that comes up she makes like an actual like let's do this uh you know a solution well then we have a newly promoted yeah it's a really good suggestion yeah because she's like i'm not afraid of conflict like fucking let's go let's throw some hands and she and everyone's like oh you sweet summer child let's just get you to go look at some boys just pour my drink as she should she should be like she's specifically learning how to ride dragons for this moment it's not like she's doing it for fun you have dragon riders for a very specific purpose Look, Not I mean, only that, she's the heir. I need it to be said she that like, to learn to rule. I'm on I'm on her side most of the time. But did she really think she was just gonna turn around and say, Hey, why don't you let me go and try to burn this guy out? Yeah, I mean, that, that is something she she has kind of um she doesn't understand what it what her role means. You can even right. tell, like when she was talking to her mom in the last episode, she's like, I want to be a knight and go into battle and be riding to glory. And her mom just pretty much, you crazy child, you're going to be right here in this bed having babies. And I think when they all bent the knee to her, she thought that meant I'm going to be in this position of power. I'm going to have on this, I'm going to have, I have this pedestal. And then it's kind of funny that the first time we see her in this episode, she literally is pouring their cups still. Nothing, you can see nothing has changed for her. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it sets the stage of like who she is and who she's going to become in the future. Cause she's not like her dad doesn't want the conflicts kind of lame, like a little, I just think he's a little bit of a bitch. He doesn't want to do anything. And she like wants to take action and wants to be like a queen and, and, and wants to, you know, be the one. And she's the complete opposite of what her father is. Yeah. How about say he ain't kind of lame and he ain't kind of being a bitch. He is a lame bitch. He is making all the wrong moves right now. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's frustrating watching him. And I'm yeah, not even in Westeros. I'm comfortable on my couch. And I'm like, do you understand what you're doing right now? It's uncomfortable unless yeah. you're auto, in which case you're like, oh, yeah. oh, this is fucking easy. I am the puppet master and this is great. However, Rhaenyra, you just need to pour the fucking cups, girl, and learn your place. Like, I, like... And I, I think I think I was reading an, art, an article from Vox, and they and we're, we'll talk about um, when she goes out to like select the the Kingsguard. But 
Otto's there. Otto is watching everything that she does as well at this point because she's the heir. And when she goes rogue, like that's a signal to him. Like I've mm-hmm. got to, I've got to get her in line. She's like, Viserys is in his pocket. Viserys doesn't really take even a nudge. Vis- yeah. Viserys just takes like some kind eyes and a, ooh, sorry, bud. And But she's not going to take his shit. She's not. And so he's going to have to watch out for her. And so I think like, this this is this is part of her yep. dynamic now is these men are going to have to or are looking at her thinking we are going to need to break her mm-hmm. yeah another thing that you you can you can kind of see it with Otto, especially a little bit more in this episode like when when ray ray said we need to do a show of force we got to get out there he, the heavy side that he took, yeah i was like yeah. I, I wanted to take every breath out of him for doing that and then he did it again at uh she he did that heavy side when she was like, "Has anybody seen real combat? Like you, you're throwing all these Tony knights out here to defend me, my mm-hmm. father, and myself. Who's seen real combat?" And when they picked up King Chris or Sir Christian's little statue and put it up there, he took another <sighs> deep sigh again. Mm-hmm. He's just yeah, because I think that was that was um, I think he saw a chance to put a piece in place there, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. watching Christian step up was something that he wasn't. Like that didn't fit his what he wanted to happen. Oh so, yeah. yeah. Oh absolutely. Whoever he was gonna choose did not have the king's best interest at heart, unlike his daughter, who does mm-hmm. have his best interest, the family's best interest. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see kind of their dynamic play out because they're gonna be going at it. Oh absolutely. Well, and he's gonna be passive aggressively, and he's gonna be belittling and say like, "Oh, I'm playing mm-hmm. the long game. You're so young. Yep. You don't see how like the implications of your mm-hmm. actions and all that nonsense." Whereas that might be true, but it's also not a negative, as we see play out through this episode. Like her instincts are right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's much smarter than they give her credit for, and yeah, they are they are severely underestimating her, calling her young. Just assuming she's a woman and she doesn't know. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. it is just pure instinct for her because it's not like her father's setting a great example. He's not training her to rule. She's going entirely on her gut, and she is spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing how she is doing this. Like you said, she's not getting any guidance from her dad, so she's picking all of this up. Imagine how amazing she would be if she were getting the proper guidance. You know what I mean? Like she's yeah. just going straight off of this makes the most sense. If you have this happening, you have dragon riders send us out there. Why are mm-hmm. why are, this person is supposed to protect you and me? Why are you giving us people who stop poachers and and robbers? Where are the people who've actually seen real action? You're giving us mm-hmm. top flight security and not an actual police officer. And I don't maybe not police officer, but you're not giving us top of the line. Yeah. And she spends enough time in that room pouring their water, and she's been listening. I mean, she's been paying attention. She's been taking mental notes. So I think her having the opportunity to spend time in that room with him as much as she does has really helped her form her opinions that she has and is going to have in the future. But again, that is based purely on her own drive to learn and her own willingness to to basically mm-hmm. Arya Stark that situation and pick up as much as she can. That's her own political savviness being in that room. And also like mm-hmm. she's she's doing a good job, but she's not reading the subtext yet. 
just yet, I think, because otherwise she would have a better gut instinct around the people who are immediately around her father. And I don't, we haven't Mm -hmm. seen her form those opinions yet necessarily, but like she's listening to the words, but she's not listening for the subtext just yet. So she is immature in that sense, but like as a cupbearer, she could just tune right out. Like she could just be like, whatever, it's fine. So she does have a drive and a hunger to prove herself, to learn, to be there and to speak up. Like, she keeps getting told not yeah. to speak up, like shut up and dribble. And she's like, no, here I am. I have things to say. Yeah, not to just jump to the end, but I think the Allison decision is kind of maybe a light bulb to be like, whoa, like maybe I didn't see that coming. So now there's other things I need to be watching out for. I think that's a perfect example, Mariah. Yeah. Like that blindsided her. And if she was paying attention, I think it wouldn't have been so shocking. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of the Allison decision, it, it kind of builds up. We see that she is spending more time or she's been spending more time with him over these six mm-hmm. months. They've been hanging out together. Um, he's showing her the family secrets, not just the history, but just the history of his family and how things have come to be. Um, so she is spending more time, but we can also see that she doesn't like it as much as it's coming off because she's doing those yeah. fi- that finger thing again where she is yeah. just tearing her fingers apart. Where she's she's... Mm-hmm playing a a magnificent job acting it and acting like she's close to him i can tell she wants to be close to him but it's still kind of awkward for her she's chewing those fingers up her yeah yeah i think the moment that he told her that he was thinking of taking a wife and it was gonna be the daughter the 12 year old like you could see in her face where she i think that was kind of the first point of disappointment that i kind of saw where she i don't know like knew she knew why she was there, obviously, with her father pushing her. Maybe she didn't want to be there. But that was the first moment of, like, disappointment that she may not be picked as a queen. And maybe she does want this. I don't think that's so, what she wants. I think she wants to marry one of those tournament honeys. Like, she saw. Like, Sir Christian, that's what she... If I was her, that's what I would want. I wouldn't want to marry an old man who's literally rotting away. His finger is falling off. But he's got a thing on his back. He's old. Yeah. I would want... At the decision of... of being you know of being queen and having an heir which obviously still is really pushed on by her father but i that, i don't know there was just a moment like the disappointment in her eyes in that moment when she found out he might choose someone else i read it the same but i also will add i read it i didn't read her disappointment like as a romantic disappointment i read her disappointment as a fuck my dad's gonna think i failed my mission disappointment However, if you if you watch how she played out that conversation, it was very similar the way that Otto played out the same conversation with her with Viserys, which was, I'm so sorry that you have I don't envy you having to make this decision. I'm so sorry. This is such a tough call for you. So it was exactly the same sentiment that Mm -hmm. Otto was feeding. So she is also listening. She knows how to play this king as well. I I just don't know, like the actress who's playing her is is marvelous because I don't know if she's doing it out of earnestness or if she's really good at the game. I don't know. And that yeah. makes her really great and also really dangerous. Like, is she Marjorie Tyrell? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know yet. Well, no, when you watch the, the, the breakdown of the episode at the end, she said basically her character was coming as a, she knows how it was when her mom passed. And how her dad went through and his feelings. So she was trying to be there for him in the way that she wishes somebody was there for her father. 
So it's more of a comfort thing. It's not a, I'm trying to move in on you, mm. on my best friend's dad and marry you. She has no intentions to be queen. She just wants to come. She wants to be there for him and give him comfort. Cause you know, it sucks. That's what it does. was. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think, I think she has intentions of being queen. I, when, when he asked her if she's been talking to Renera about the conversations and she's like, nah, I haven't told her. There's a reason she hasn't told her. Um, and then yeah. moving from that conversation to that next scene where they're sitting, you know, where her and Renera are sitting there beginning ready to pray. She's, she's throwing these questions at her to gauge where she's at with her dad remarrying. Because she yeah. because she knows that's why she's doing what she's doing. And I think that when she was sitting there talking to Viserys, it 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 seemed like a husband talking to his wife about their daughter when he was trying to say, you know, basically like I don't know how to communicate with her anymore. And I think he caught it too. And that's why he asked that question afterwards. He's like, Hey, y'all don't y'all are talking about this, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't, you know, when when you talk to your spouse about your kids. You don't go back and tell the kid what you said. And I think that's where he was at with it. And I feel like she caught that energy and she realized that she was positioned where she wanted to be. I don't think she enjoys it. No, but she I definitely think she, doesn't. You can tell that. Yeah. I don't think she enjoys it, but I think she knows exactly why she's doing what she's doing. Oh. And she sees it working. No. Yeah. All for her dad. She even says it later. Her dad was like, you're going to go see the king tonight. If you want me to, I'll go. She yeah. doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, because, oh. yeah, I mean, I think she knows where it's going to go with her and Renera, which, I mean, you know, to, as you see at the end of the episode, it does. I don't think that's a relationship she wanted to fracture, but I don't mm-hmm. think that was a relationship that she was going to sacrifice her father and, you know, yeah. everything else for. Yeah, she's torn. Friend, father, she kind of knows the long game. But at the end of the day, I guess she has to do whatever is best for her family. I think, yep. too, like, she also, like, it it comes up with a conversation with Rainus, Like, it the order, the quote-unquote order of things doesn't occur to Rhaenyra the way that it occurs to other women around her. Whereas I think Allison knows the order of things and, like, she she knows her place she knows how it plays out she knows she can't rebel against her Mm -hmm. father who else does she have who else is going to support her she doesn't have it like Mm -hmm. so so whereas Rhaenyra is the heir to the iron throne and is like I'm pretty bold I can say what I want to say like she might get like gently chastised or you know led in different directions but it's it's going to be different for a girl who's just kind of in close proximity to the king yep. and the hand of the king who are the two most powerful men in the kingdom like she she understands her fate rests with them which sucks mm-hmm. but i feel like that was a theme of this whole episode was the women in in this series were completely relegated to pawns and they were trying to either accept it or articulate how they hated it but they ultimately ended up just being like i don't like this but this is my this is the only role i have so yeah yeah well instead of allison everyone in their brother and i mean everyone was trying to push veneris over to uh rainice's and corliss's daughter i can't remember lena 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 yeah lena (laughs) everyone 
and if Lena and Lenore are the twins, not 12 years old, if she was not 12 years old, that marriage would make all the sense in the world. It's the strongest house. It would unify you. That's exactly what you want to do this for. They're the richest house. He controls your ship. So you want to keep him happy. Marriages then were strictly for, you know, the, the political game. So this is the Mm -hmm. strongest political alliance. It makes all the sense on paper. But what was fucking? I think that just shows what kind of king he is. Like he's making emotional kind of decision. Like everyone else is like, these are the facts. Like you've been told more than once. Well, Here are the I facts. I can't be mad at his decision though, doing. because in the day she's twelve. No, yes, she's she's young and and but I think that in that time period they're they're thinking like it doesn't matter like you know to them even then yeah but these this is what you should be doing and they could they don't have to be married they could just be like this is announced like it's coming when she comes of age blah 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 but even then like he's like ooh no 12 is icky 15 though i can get down with 15 so it doesn't really make sense other than the fact that otto plays the game better and otto and allison were much more subtle and like, oh, whatever mm-hmm. you need, let us know. I don't envy your your really hard job. Played on his emotional side, exactly. Whereas, whereas Corliss, Rainus, and and Lena These were all the like, facts. "These are the numbers." I will do my duty to the kingdom. I mm-hmm. I we will usher in a new era. Uh, I don't have to bed you until I'm fourteen, says my mom, and you know I will do my duty. But like, they're all just they are speaking to the facts of it, and. He he's just like, oh, that feels icky. But 15 feels nice, which is gross. It's all gross. The whole episode feels Shana, gross. Shauna, this might be a spoiler. And if it is, let me know. Uh, but what happened to Vagar? Was it Vagar? David David perked right up. Do, are you talking about the dragon? Lane, Lena. Yeah, is it, yeah. Is it, is it, Lena is it a spoiler? Lena talks about Vagar. It's not really a spoiler. Oh, so it's it is kind of a spoiler. So it, okay, so here's the thing: if you, uh, we'll put a little music over this, like a little ditty, and if you don't want to know what happens with well, Vagar, just say, fast forward. Is is there a chance that Vagar might show up in this series? Yes. Okay, Vagar, well then I don't Vagar will come up. It <laughs> okay, might not be well, this season, be but Vagar will come up. Okay. Oh fuck my life. Okay. Now you want to know. You're not going to see. You're not going to see a lot of these dragons until later seasons. Yeah, they said 32, and we've seen. They said 17. Too. Yeah, no, there's only 17, but there's only going to be 10 oh, of them in the first season. 32 from 17. I don't know. I thought I heard 32. I'm all here but for the 32 dragons, but there's only we, 17. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, Vagar will come up. So if you don't want the spoiler, then you can at least know that Vagar was one of the like conquering dragons. Of like so, there's Aegon the Conqueror. He he rode Balerion, who during his conversation with Lena Viserys says, "I I did. I got on Balerion. We went on a little joyride, but then I landed." Viserys does not have a dragon of his own. He is not like really jiving with the dragon riding. He didn't try to bond with a dragon. He's never claimed it. Versus uh, Damon, who inherited Caraxes. And Rhaenyra, who, like, Cyrax was in her crib with her. They have a bond from the beginning for both of them. She's their only rider. Uh, Vagar was the dragon of Visenya, Aegon the Conqueror's sister. 
So she's an OG dragon. She's a big deal. But she and she apparently was so big she couldn't fit like in the dragon pit. And that's how she kind of ended up just going rogue. So she's a big deal. That's why Lena's like, there's all this lore around her. What have we ever heard about her? What's going on? Because she's not just any dragon. Like she's awesome. She's a big deal. So Oh man, she sounds because all these dragons, yeah, all these dragons have backstories too, right? Yeah, when they said she could hear her cries at night, I just wanted to go rescue her. Let's go find her. I'll bring her home. Um, before him and uh, little little baby, when I on one the little walk, Corliss told Viserys, "You don't wait for a storm to come because that's what it seems like Viserys is doing this entire time with any and not just mm-hmm. with the crab feeder with anything in his life. He kind of just waits for it to happen. Mm-hmm. He said, "You can't just wait. You need to either go through it or go around it. Like every sailor knows this." So this is what you need to do. I know you don't want to marry this 12-year-old girl. I don't want you to marry this 12-year-old girl, but it's got to happen. You got to do it. He chooses otherwise. Um one of the one of the one of one of my it was probably my second favorite scene was in I think Sean you or someone touched on this after was the conversation between Renice and Renera. Just the 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 exchange the two of them had because it's kind of mm-hmm. old school thought versus new school thought where Yeah. I know that I've I've been there before. I was in that position where I was going to be named the sitting queen and they went with someone else because they'd rather set this shit all on fire than put a woman yep. in the throne in this position. And Renera is like, no, I'm going to change it when I get there. So it's kind of that still tale as old at time where old school, new school is like, mm-hmm. you don't know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking about. I can change this shit. And she's a little bitter. Like, there's no, cause she she's that way. But she also could be like, okay, great. Now another woman's gonna take it, and she could totally be like woman power, and and we're gonna do this together. But she's she's choosing not to be, and I think she's just a little bitter, um, because she's just the queen who never was. Yeah, it has a little bit of like eat their young to it, right? Like you, I, I didn't get it, so you shouldn't have it. it had a, it did have shades of that. Um, but on the other hand, like that, I think was what tipped Rhaenyra into hopping on Cyrax and fucking being a badass. So I don't, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and Rainus is tough. Cause she knows, she knows the game. She's grown up in the red keep her, like her dad, mm-hmm. every, like her whole family are, are reigning Kings and, and, um, ruling family so like she knows how to read people and push people and and do these things so i don't know sometimes i wonder Mm -hmm. if she's sometimes i wonder if she's negging rhaenyra a little bit (laughs) like maybe she knows that's what rhaenyra needs rather than you got this girl like go get on your dragon and be like be that bitch like maybe she's just like no i'm gonna neg you into doing it like i don't know i don't know yeah yeah because she was there when she when she went against Otto and picked. She's watching everything. I don't, I don't know any one of these names, but she was there and, and saw her defy Otto. So I mean, so yeah, maybe she is kind of passively, you know, pushing her. Well, anyone with a te- as the parent of a teenager uh, knows, you can't just tell them what to do. If you tell them what to do, they're going to do the exact yeah. exact opposite. So. Yeah, maybe she is, but at the same time, I also feel like she is jaded, and she's just like, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna change anything. You just need to go along with the order," which is the reason why her twelve-year-old daughter is down there walking with the king right now. 
She's like, you, you can't change it. Yeah. Don't even try. They don't want you to. So, but yeah, their exchange, just the way they were going back and forth, was my second favorite part of that episode. Just how, and you know, Renera is like, I, I got this. And she's like, yeah, I bet they remind you of that when you're <laughs> pouring their wine, don't you? So mm-hmm. nothing. And Denise, the last, in the last episode, you spent, you said that, um, I think it was during the conversation between Rhaenyra and uh, Queen Emma that there was all this like pornography all over the walls, and I didn't notice you it in episode that? one. But you saw that in that, them? yes. So in the scene with Rhaenys and Rhaenyra, it's just fucking like the Kama Sutra splattered all over the walls, and I'm like, what are these women? <laughs> I've missed that every time. I haven't noticed <laughs> it at all. Is literally Where? right over her. And then head. the one time I tried to consciously find it because I thought I saw something, it was just a fucking dragon head. So I, <laughs> I was like, I guess I missed the one scene y'all were talking about. But this is Man, literally well, like Kama Sutra. One. It's like it's like fucking like spread eagle it. penetration. It's a whole thing. It's like a, it's what what is that? It's a twister game of limbs. I, just all in the background. Yeah. It's crazy. Hmm. In this episode, it's clear as day right in front of your face right over her head front and center can't miss it it, so. it could not it could not be clearer like these are the women's quarters this is what you're good for it it was yeah. in it it was crazy yeah so we take a trip back into the small council uh a small council meeting actually no before this it was who was it it was Viserys and, and Allison maybe and they bring him yeah. to the room they're like look you need to hear this from us Here's what's happening. And they come inside and find out Damon's fucking up again. Homeboy done stole <laughs> a dragon egg. And like just you said, Sean, real... on last episode. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I'm about to say just real quick before that, because I think that that conversation that Allison and Viserys were having was really important. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Be- like basically it was just for her to say, hey, look, um, remember that dragon that you broke last time we were talking? Mm-hmm. I've had the stonemasons fix it for you. Here you go. Mm-hmm. And I think that That's that happening. Deal. Yeah. I, I think that was a yeah. big part of him thinking, okay, you know what? She cares about me. So, yes. cause yeah. he seems like a guy who's going to go off of emotion rather than, you know, I have to do this. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So I, I think that was really important. And then the casualness of her father coming in and nobody felt particularly awkward. You know, it, it kind of he, he walked into the room and it was just like, all right, well, he's here. Allison's here. And nobody even asked a question. Otto knew exactly well, where she was. the king kind of got himself ready. Like, he kind of adjusted himself and sat up. Right, but he didn't know who was about to walk Otto in. Otto knows that. Yeah. Yeah, but Otto, Otto knows that he's in there with his daughter. Yeah. Nobody seems surprised. <laughs> he seemed surprised that somebody was going to come in the room. Which kind of, to me, is like when Allison goes in, the king is like, do not disturb. So the fact that somebody knocked on the door oh, okay. and yeah. he was like, what the hell? Like, you know, you know better. But Otto's like, no, fuck, I, I set up this do not disturb. It's fine. I'm going in. Yeah. But like, I think if anybody else were to do it, he'd be like, no, you know, this is a me time thing. And Again, to that point, can, I wonder if he only did mm-hmm. that. I'm barging in and I'm making this an emergency because it was a Damon emergency and I need Damon out the way. So this is yeah. a Damon emergency. I need you to get in there now. It's best that you hear this in a 
huge meeting versus me just telling you right now right. that he has this well, like, dragon egg. Damon and Otto have this like weird kind of almost like sibling rivalry, but not really because Damon is a legitimate sibling to the king, but like Otto feels entitled to it, but it's almost like, I caught him doing something mm-hmm. bad again. Like, mom, like it feels like that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to well, tell him first. At, when you look at what, da- what Otto's long con is, Damon is in his way. He is, yeah. and, and like David said, Viserys has gone on emotion numerous times when it comes to everything, including his brother. Because in this meeting, oh, yeah. in this meeting, the, he flat out says, this is sedition, which is, th- that is a serious claim, right? He's like, this is sedition. And then Viserys is like, he's just trying to fuck, he's just fucking with me. It's not sedition, like, calm down. Is is that the one, the meeting where he says, like, what do you want me to do? Send him to the wall? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah same that's one. that meeting. yeah. So they're all really, really trying to get Damon out the way. And the king is just like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I know him. He's just, he's just fucking with me. It'll be fine. Let me go. You know, it'll be fine. Renera shocked me in that moment because I, I love it when she gets emotional. I just, I, I love her. She's probably my favorite person of this, of this season or this, um, of the series. But when she mm-hmm. looks at him and then I love it also when they speak in Valerian, when she asks him whose egg Man, yeah. that was the first time I yeah. think I've seen emotion because we see emotion from Viserys to Damon when it comes to Emma and Balon. So when she asked what egg and they told him what egg and what that meant, that king was yeah. ready to go ride a dragon himself and get his brother. It is interesting though, whereas all these all the men in the room are trying to figure out what what they can say to to spurn the king to action and Rhaenyra is just sitting there quietly like wait, wait the fuck a second. Was that whose fucking egg was that? Because, like, she she knows the significance and she knows her father and she she personally chose that egg for Balon's crib. So she mm-hmm. like that's that's a family matter in that moment, and you can just it's almost like she's she speaks out loud without really realizing she's doing it because like it's right. that kind of a visceral reaction for her, whereas everybody else is. Too busy playing. Too busy trying to be strategic about it. How can we get him to do these things? And she's just like, hold on a fucking second. Yeah. But before that, Kashana, you talked about this last episode. Because I'm like, how does he keep getting into these places? Because Viserys was screaming. He's like, how did he get this egg out of 50 dragon keepers? And not just that, but he left a note calling himself the Prince <laughs> of Dragonstone, the the actual heir to the throne. I'm about to marry my my girl. I got a baby on the way. Like, he's making all of these claims on paper to the king. And he knows his brother's not going to do anything. And it's just, that is such a bold claim to do. That's just bold to do to the king. And like Corliss said, the realm is watching. Like, you have all this family drama going on right now. And I know you know it's it's all for play. Your people don't know that. So you got to do something. That's a good point, too, because, like, when... When Rhaenyra shows up, she's like, D- "You got a baby on the way," and he's like, and he get and he kind of like cracks his grin, and you're like, "Oh, the jig is up!" Like she knows he's just fucking around. So Viserys knows he's just fucking around. Like it really is just like little petty family shit, but it's on the stage of the rulers of the Seven Kingdoms. So nobody else is on mm-hmm. that level. Nobody else can say these things or or deduce, and and they're all trying to be political and strategic and all these things but like every like the actual family unit is just like stop fucking around give me back my fucking egg stop i see you i get it 
(laughs) Yeah, had Ray Ray not asked that question of what egg did he take, Viserys would have stayed right in that seat and be like, it's all right. But he did ask, and he found out. He hopped up like he was going to do something. And then Otto jumps up. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me go. And then what I could only think of as like Steven Seagal just putting on like a, a, a tight superhero suit now saying, I'm ready, coach. Put me in. That's exactly what Otto looked like when Allison was getting him ready. I was like, you look like you are about to go die in battle somewhere trying to pretend. It kind of harkens back to like that, that tourney night mentality. Like, oh, look, a fight. I'm just going to suit up and go. And it's just like, but really? So then we get to the bridge. This was my hands down favorite scene of yeah. the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was anybody else's favorite scene or if anybody else wants to say anything about it, but. I mean, I feel like the bridge scene happens in two parts. There's like the before Rhaenyra and then the after Rhaenyra. So I think we kind of have to break it down like that. Otto's a bitch. Um, (laughs) Yes. Otto Otto walked up there and said so much. I mean, he said everything he wanted to say. Called called old girl a whore a couple times and basically told Damon, you know, look, cut this shit out, get out of here. And then that dragon farted and Otto was like, hey man, put the the swords away. I guess now we're going to try to fucking talk it out. Like, where did he think that was going to go? Did he forget that Damon had a a dragon the size of a fucking house? Like, right. I don't don't understand what his play there was unless it was just to say, you know, yeah, Otto stood up to Damon, I guess, sort of. Because Kristen stood up to him more than he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of think his endgame was Civil War. Because Otto comes out on top then, right? Like, the, I, I think in this moment, it really is what Reynas said. These men are willing to light this fucking kingdom on fire to retain their power. And I think that's... He was just kind of like going nuclear. Like, fuck it. Get your dragon eat all he, of these he men. He doesn't come What's out on top if he then, dies Raymond? on that bridge. No, but I his daughter is basically spending the night with his, like the king. So doesn't he? His legacy. But I guess in that in that scene, I don't. I didn't see him coming out on top. And and even no. if Renera wasn't there, he wasn't coming out on top. He would have ran the other direction. Yeah, I, wouldn't you? I, I, that he was. Sarah was ready to go. As soon as those swords came out, yeah. and I'll say that I was on my couch. I wish I had a sword to come out too. Everyone was taking their swords out. <laughs> Serax was ready to go. He said, what are y'all about to do to yeah. him? Nothing. That's what you're about to do to him. Nothing. I'm going to do that from now that. on. I feel like it's going to be a, more immersive. Take my sword out when they take their swords out. It was yeah. so awesome the way they did it. I was like, where's my sword? <laughs> I wanted one so bad. <laughs> I wanted one so bad. Um, badass scene, though. You're just chilling, and all of a sudden, the clouds just start to just lump up yeah. a little bit. And I say, yeah. here she come. Here comes my girl. And she parked that dragon on the bridge. And like I said, it looked like she just tossed their keys and like said, look, don't scratch it. I'll be right back. And walked over to her uncle and said, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Well, before that, she's as, as she's walking up on the bridge, everybody else gets out of her way, bows their heads, except for bitch-ass Otto, who yeah. basically looks at her like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Shows her yeah. no respect whatsoever because she's fucking with his plan. Yep. Which again, to your point, what was his plan? Die for the kingdom? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, hoping to kill him, but forgot about the dragon. I... Yeah, 
But yeah, she comes up, she shuts that down, she puts the egg back, and she rides back home. Like, mm-hmm. well, hold on, hold on. Does his what is her name, Massandra? Massandra. Uh, does she speak High Valyrian? She looks like she did, right? It was funny. It looked like Otto, she did. Otto she said understands. at first, "Your baby's on the way," and he, they spoke in plain English, I guess, at first, and she didn't mm-hmm. even blink an eye. When right. Ray Ray started talking in Valerian, yeah. that's yeah. when she perked up and turned around and left. So yeah, I wondered the yeah. same thing. I was like, why did you move when Ray said something, but nothing yeah. when Otto was saying all these things to you? Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I th- I think well, because I think like what what she mean like what Ray means to Damon because everybody else is saying that shit. She's like, okay, what maybe like whatever, I get it. You're just it's a it's a fucking ploy. But then Ray walks up and starts saying that shit. She's like, Oh, you fucking told her that shit too? Like like there's no plan here you're just using me like everybody else has yeah and that's when yeah she's she walks off and and i guess we get to that next but yes and if you think back to the original game of thrones series high valyrian is still used a lot in the quote-unquote free cities and when like we all remember daenerys's whole thing with the masters of marine they're all speaking yeah. of valerian the whole time thinking that she doesn't understand shit and then she's like dracarys bitches and lights their fucking city on fire so a lot of people who are not in westeros speak valerian high valerian it's just the westerosis just don't really do it so she comes from the free cities that would be an Honestly, if you're if you're making your way through the through the world during doing sex work, you probably do pick up a few languages along the way. Yeah. So it's not surprising that she does speak some Valyrian. Um, mm-hmm. It's not it's not out of out of line for her to understand. Um, I I did like her her kind of comeback to him, like you 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 made me a target, motherfucker, like the fuck yeah. i came to you mm-hmm. to be safe to be protected to to get out of being mm-hmm. a target all the time and you made me a target of the fucking king of the seven kingdoms yeah. i couldn't have a worse enemy and you fucking did that for what to get somebody to get your brother's attention that's fucking shit so i i like that but it also could also also be because i just finished watching a documentary where something very similar happened <laughs> Where the sex worker attached herself to John McAfee and then became his wife. And she was like, I just wanted a safe life. You had a lot of money and it worked out for me and I love you now. But you, you gave, you gave me safety. You gave me freedom. And I was like, wow, that that's, that's awesome. Good for you. But then to have that completely turned around and betrayed, that's a huge betrayal. That's the thing that you could do to piss her off. When she left that room, you could see the look on his face. And he was like, I might have to go back to my wife. <laughs> and that was the funniest shit. <laughs> he was like, God like, it's so funny. Damn it, like, in, the, in the last episode, we had the insert the curb music here. That's probably where you would insert the curb yeah. music right in that scene because you left the room. Like, God damn it, man. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, well, Ray Ray goes back and they tell her, oh, she's back from Dragonstone and Viserys gets pissed off because he had no idea that mm-hmm. she left and definitely didn't know that he defied, she defied him. So they had a talk and Ray has been saying this all episode and I kind of feel like she was giving like a layup, you know what I mean? Like an alley-oop for him to come and slam it down. And she kept saying, do what you want. You're the king. You're the king. You're going to do what you want. 
it's all going to happen the way you want because you're the king. And I wanted him at least one time to say, I'm your father. You know what I mean? Like, he's such this Mm -hmm. emotional person. He picks with her to be the king and everyone else to be this emotional Mm -hmm. thing. It's like, you're her dad. Just say you're her dad. And she said, look, I know you're going to take a wife. That's your duty. It's mom understood. Mom understood it. I understand it. That's that's what you're going to do. You're the king. Um, she did not realize <laughs> that she was not that he was not choosing the twelve year old she saw him walking around with, but her best friend. Yep. Dun, oh, dun, so dun. Be- before we move on to that very critical scene, like Denise, I think it, everything you're saying is summed up in how he frames his outrage. And again, this came from the Vox article, which was really great. But he says, "You're my heir." You could have been killed. It wasn't, yeah. you're my daughter. You could have you're been killed. You're my only child. You're my only baby. You're my baby. Yeah. And you put yourself, in, it was none of that. It was, you're my heir and you could have been killed. What would that have done to me? Like that, like the whole, the, again, it comes back to the message through the whole episode where it is reinforced that all of these women are political pawns and not fully realized people and absolutely leading into the scene you just said denise like if he thought about his daughter as a real person a whole real person and not just his heir and if he thought about allison as a whole real person and not just the 15 year old who creeps into his chambers in the night he would actually value the fact that they have a friendship and he wouldn't have been fucking gobsmacked at the fact that like both of them felt a little bit awkward about the fact that now she's going to be fucking her dad. Like, mm-hmm. he looked so confused, like, Renera, but we talked about me taking a wife. Of course I'm going to fuck your best friend. And, like, well, what's the problem? Like, it was just so wild. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think it's so much the, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, through, through two episodes here, women have been getting shitted on a lot. I don't think that it was more so to him saying, basically, you're a woman and you're going to do what you, you're going to do what I say. I think it was more so we don't get to do what we want because of our position. Um, He made it, he made it very clear to everybody. He didn't want to marry anyone. He wanted to Mm -hmm. mourn his wife peacefully and just be left the fuck alone. Um, But then in the same way you see, Allison and Renera's pawns, he's their pawn because they're all like, no, bro, you have to get married. You don't have a choice here. We don't care if it's not what you want. If you don't do this, then everything that we have is going to get fucked up. So in that sense, it's almost like one of those things where he is, in a sense, their master, but he's also a servant to them. Yeah. And I think he's trying to impress upon Renera that she is a servant. She doesn't get the autonomy that she wants because she wasn't born into that life. And with that privilege and all their money and everything else comes the fact that you aren't free like you think yeah. you are. No, that is a good point. You are the people servant. They, 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 yeah. They're monarchs, yeah. but they are the people servant. But like I said, in that time, I just wish that he took at least one of the times where she told him, you're the to king, be you're going to do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, to just be, you're my daughter. Like, I'm your I'm your dad, you're my daughter. Like, I'm going to look out for you at the end of the day. We're, we're all we have right now. Right. Um, yeah, so I wish he would have got that. Um, 
the small council meeting though it's interesting to me that no one wondered why allison was in the room fucking her fingers up i yeah i, I just thought that was strange like mm-hmm. if i'm corliss and i'm walking in the room and i see allison there and you say i've i've chosen a wife well, yeah but, like, but why then allison looks surprised too Allison didn't look surprised. Allison wanted to see Ren- uh, Ray Ray's response. She's not. Surprised. Oh, you think you don't? You don't think that was surprise? No. Oh, I, I thought it was. was. Okay. No, no, no. I she knew. I think it was. What are what is Ray going to think? That's all it was. Yeah. Because you even talked about it one time with Black Noir and the boys. Is that lying by omission? She hasn't told yeah. her friend for these old six months. That yeah. Every night I go into your just by every night I go into your dad's room and we have all these conversations mm-hmm. about you. And mm-hmm. just about him, and I've been meeting with him. So because True, yeah. it was kind of like a super tense moment with everybody looking in every different direction when he said, "I've chosen a wife," and you can see Renera because she's looking at her dad because she's like, "Yeah, you chose a wife." The twelve. So wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. So if yeah. Renera had stabbed Allison in the stomach right there, you wouldn't have blamed her. No. So you then you understood have? what Homelander did to Black Noir. Listen to me right now. That's so fucking different. <laughs> That is so different. Wait a minute. We have not released that episode, you two. <laughs> we haven't. My we're bad. So I, just, no. I just wanted to make sure we're all on the that same page now that Homelander was right to do that. Absolutely different. So I'm different. glad you agree. Whatever. Um, back back but, to this show. No, it was like one of those <laughs> moments where you have the, the stairs and the zoom-ins and like in the soap opera where it's like, and the music starts hitting and Ray... And just everything broke my heart in that scene because I I was a man that that blindsided her that gutted her. Yeah, she is my favorite actor in this show so far. Yeah, and I know that in the future the show's gonna jump you know more to her not being there anymore. And I just, I'm gonna be really sad to see her go. Right. And kind of harkening back, we were just talking about the boys, but har- kind of harkening back to that, she is such a good face actor. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, the, the, like the same way Anthony Starr can manipulate in a scene with just his face. She does the same thing so many times in this episode. Like at the beginning, right. when they kick her out of the meeting, when she's talking to Kristen, um, when she's picking a night, when she's talking to Damon on the bridge here, when or when she's praying with Allison and Allison's eyes are closed, but Renera's eyes are still wide open and she's just standing there like she's not praying. She's just reflecting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. here when she you know when she sees her dad look at allison for a little bit longer than she's comfortable with and you kind of see the yep. smile fade off her face she is she is oh, so good panic set yeah. in you could literally see panic start, and anxiety mm-hmm. start to set in yeah. on her face in her my chest seized up watching her because i was like we all know she's the only one who doesn't know and, and aside from the men in the room but we right. at home, we know what's happening. So we're watching yeah. her find out. And that is a fucked up way to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, you if can, you're Corliss. You can see her looking for the <laughs> you can see her looking for the exit immediately. Yeah, I guess he is the other what? the other victim in this, huh? Corliss. I'm about to say she <laughs> she won't the only she won't the only one that got pissed off because Corliss thought oh, he had man. that shit in the bag. <laughs> man. Oh, he, oh yeah. he, he set up straight and everything. He said, Oh yeah, who'd you pick? Yeah. Thinking it was gonna be his daughter. I actually think only Otto and Allison knew what the answer was. But to your point, oh, I, absolutely. I immediately thought the same thing you did. Was yeah. Like, how did you all get blindsided when Allison is in the room and she's never been there before? Like, wouldn't your first thing be like, wait, and then he notice? starts talking about a wife and you're like, 
Well, Lena's not here, so we all recommended you strengthen your house, and instead you're going to marry the hand's daughter. Interesting. Interesting. And I don't know if you caught yeah. it. Allison was chewing her hands oh, up yeah. under that table. Mm-hmm. Man, because she Absolutely. knew Ray was about to get upset. She knew that yeah. that friendship yep. was over. Man, yep. mm, I don't like her at all. But that... That, but that you, but you have to because, like I said, oh, in the no. same way, in the same way, in the same way that Ray doesn't have a choice, in the same way that Sarah doesn't have a choice, she does not have a choice in this because it's not, because like it's her. not it's not just her, it's her it's her father that she's got. You know please. why I don't like her because I've it's, seen how she's going to be in seasons to come, in episodes to come, and I don't like her. Well, yeah, because she can't just she can't just be. The victim the entire time she can't just say yep you're right i'm a piece of shit shouldn't have done it didn't have a choice for for 20 years she's got to move on at that point because she told she's going ray to have, stay because she's going to have a family to raise she told ray you stay out of politics you stay out of men's business you sit back and she's like emma you sit back and you let them do that i'm just because they're going to do because they're going to do what they're going to do yeah so she, that is what she sh- quote unquote should do well, she does at that point. She does what's best for the kingdom I want because her to she's keep the doing queen. It. I want her to stay out of Ray's way. But that—that's moving forward. There. Though we're not talking about that right now. But yeah, we're not. You're right. <laughs> I will say, like, I'm on Team David here again, where I think that they in this show have made Allison a very sympathetic character, aging her down to be Ray Rhaenyra's age and making them friends, but also like Loki, maybe not just friends. Like they. They did add like a subtextual kind of romantic element. They're they're very very close. Yeah. In in the source material, yeah. that doesn't exist. Allison is much older, but I think aging her down in this way for the show was really effective in in getting you to kind of see her a little bit more sympathetically, even if down the line you're like, "Bitch, what? Like, what are you doing? Stop this." Yeah, like when they were sitting there praying, and they're like, she put her hand on her arm, and I was like, okay, that's cute. And then nope. she put her hand on, and they were playing like, okay, whose hand's gonna be on top? I was like, it felt like okay, the first scene maybe it was just like a comfort thing. You're trying to tell me something at this point, like you're you're working really hard to show me that all of like all four hands are in the scene and they're all connected. Like you're you're trying to tell me something, and I get it. So I guess maybe it was supposed to make it more blunt at the end when she realizes that it's fractured now it didn't seem like it was going to go anywhere it really tempers allison's allison's big win in gaining the king and gain being coming queen with a huge loss which is Mm -hmm. the loss of that like youthful love that she has for rhaenyra and that friendship that they have that's been they've been friends for so long so it it does temper it with a little bit of again it's it's the personal sadness with the like political win like she she didn't really have a choice necessarily her dad set her up for this role for this this relationship he he manufactured all of it i think given the choice she would have done exactly what she said she did she would have with rainier which is just like can i just live a quiet life i would love to live a quiet life with my best friend that's fine but that, and that's not for her. that's all she wanted to do that's all she mm-hmm, wants. Yeah. and i can't blame her 
but she's not likable to me. Like I said, I, I, I maybe I don't know. I I saw her this episode. Alicunt just came right off my tongue when I saw her face. Wow. I know it happens. Okay. It's a thing that happens. She's never been likable to me. I don't. I, don't I mean, know it's a fifteen-year-old girl that doesn't have a choice. But yeah, I mean, you can go that route too. It's fine. You know what? Whatever. We're not doing that. So, anyway, <laughs> we talked so about two people. Wins. We talked about political wins, and then we talked about that there was another quote-unquote victim at that table, and that was Corliss. And everyone. Well, I'll say two people leave there. that room, and yeah. one person leaves that room, and runs straight into the arms of another. Gets really fucking aggressive. Yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. basically he's basically so, done with the crown at that point. Yeah. He so is. Corliss uh-huh. goes and sees Damon. Well, he he requests, Damon and I think this is the important thing too. He requests Damon's presence where he's at. Mm-hmm. And Damon comes to him at Driftwood. Right. So he comes um, in and he's just like, look, mm-mm. your brother's weak. He's not. And then yeah. Damon admits it. He goes, yeah, he's never been great yeah. at being a king. Yeah, he's weak. You're absolutely right. But what you won't do. Yeah. What you won't <laughs> I do, think that was a big yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. You won't do is I get to talk about him however I want. Yeah. Which to me is, is crazy again because. It shows that Damon doesn't see him as a king. He sees him as a brother. He's not a king to him. So he's going to keep playing these games with him. He's like, I can talk about him any way I want to. You can't. So keep it cute. But I think that's why all of the council members really see Damon as a threat. Because Damon is the strong arm of the king. Mm-hmm. The king is totally pliable if you take da- Damon out of the equation because Damon doesn't give a shit about the politics, really. Like, of course he wants to be heir. Like, of course yeah. he wants to be the king. But that's, he's also fiercely protective of his brother and sees through all of the other machinations of the small council. And so that's why he's such a problem. Well, that's just like Ray. Ray was like, she was so proud she picked the best night for her dad. She said, I, I, I picked the right person. Yeah. I, I got the person with battle experience for you, dad. Like, mm-hmm. and, But in one foul swoop, and we know that him picking Allison is going to just bring a downfall to everything. And he turned his back on the person with the strongest fleet in his, in his nation, his brother and mm-hmm. his daughter, who both have his back. Like, legit yeah. have his back. Alienated the three of them with one decision. And he doesn't see it. Everyone sees it. And he, everyone, I think, knows it but him. He's crazy. He's not kingly. He's, he's, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're working on taking care of that because Corliss and Damon um, apparently are going to go take care of Crab Feeder themselves mm-hmm. and show the rest of the kingdom that Viserys is. He's weak. Incapable. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Of, he'd rather of, wait for the leading. storm. Yeah, he'd rather right. wait for the storm than to go out and face it head on, which is not very kingly. So, but I do think for Damon, it's less showing Viserys that Viserys is weak as a person, and more highlighting that the people Viserys surrounds himself with are not the right people. That's kind of the vibe that I get. Whereas Corlys is like. Fuck that. I want to protect my house. I want to protect my money. And that king is too weak to do it. So I'm going to go yeah. find the strong one. I think Damon really does just want to, again, it's like a weird sibling rivalry with Otto, where he's just like, I just want to like call him out for being as terrible as he is in a way that my, that Viserys the king will listen and see. Right. So I'm going to go act out. 
Well, that was episode two. Last week we did dragon egg ranking. Well, I don't know. Did we miss anything before we go into our rankings of it? I'm about to say one thing I wanted to just touch real quick. Is this jump in time going to annoy anybody else? Because so. looking at the preview for next week, it seems to happen again where episode three, the baby already. there's just a fucking baby. Yeah, right. It's, it's far jump. Yeah. I was like, okay. Cause I mean, like, I'm not going to be that person often, but I will say that there are holes in the book where there, I mean, it, it does, it time jumps. There's no direct, you know, story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if they were going to do that in the show too, or if they were going to try to fill in those gaps with it doesn't look like they're really going to try to fill those gaps in too much. So I, I, I don't know if it's going to bother me or not. I guess we'll see. It didn't bother me that much this week because it was only six months. But apparently mm-hmm. in the next episode, we're going from he announced that she's going to be his wife to they got a baby. And yeah, well, she's 15. She's really fertile. We're probably only talking like a 10 month gap here. So, you know, um, no, that I, God, that whole, I, I, I get what you were saying, but that sentence that made me so uncomfortable. Like he was walking. <laughs> yeah. She's hella fertile. That they, baby they was big as shit. Long. Yeah. yeah, maybe she's got big babies. I so I guess you have to, just have to assume there's a lot of plotting and planning happening during that time. And I think I think that we only just learned this week that season two is greenlight, like greenlit at HBO. So we have to assume they were operating under the understanding that they didn't know exactly if they were going to get a season two. Uh, and then right. once, you know, millions of people basically blacked out HBO to say like, yes, we're here for this. Then they were like, okay, season two, let's go. So they, they did have to cover, they had to go into season one thinking that they had to cover enough ground to get a season two. So from a business standpoint, I see what they're doing, but I also see David, you're like, w- will this like fast tracking impact the story or not? I don't know. Yeah, like I, I mean, I is it is it going to take me out of it? Like every yeah. time, you, like just jumping like that, am I going to get time to actually build and care about somebody? Because I don't really give a shit about anybody yet, other than Renera. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of um, weird just having to catch up with what happened in that six months. Because I, I was right. even shocked that it was six months later. I was like, six months? What yeah. did I miss? Right. I was so focused on what I missed in the six months. On the someone other dying. hand, poor thing in his sleep. <laughs> I don't On know who died. Hand, I don't know who half of those motherfuckers at, 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 at the council table are. I don't that, either. That, but the, one of the people that died was one of the people that sat in the room, the council, in the, he was like a, one of the night people that sat in the council room. He kind of just stood there and watched over them. I don't yeah. know. He died peacefully. Speaking of deaths, though, do we have any predictions? on? Because we haven't really, other than Emma, of course, we haven't really had any big deaths yet and i thought about that because when they said oh he died peacefully i said well wait if we're time jumping there are going to be deaths coming up pretty soon Mm -hmm. and if it's game of thrones like people are going to start dropping dead soon so do you have any predictions on who you think might go next i have to cheat here because i know who goes next i think based on okay the story but i don't know i'm I'm hoping i'm hoping that they deviate a little bit so i can still be surprised so okay. I, crab feeder, maybe okay. is mine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about next, but I definitely think Otto is gonna off the king. I mean, now that we know that there's a son, 
So. I mean, kids die every okay. day in, in like old town. I don't know when. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like kids die all the time just because they have that baby. Don't mean he's living. I don't know. And Sean, I feel like you already know the whole history, so you know who you got, who's going. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say I'm gonna channel. Remember when we went to Comic Con and we got into Hall H and. That that little boy, bless his heart, got up and said, "Is Superman really dead?" And Jason Momoa was like, "Superman's dead." Um, I feel like <laughs> yeah. that. I'm just gonna everyone. My guess is everyone. Everyone's gonna die. All the dragons are gonna die. It's everyone. It's fucking chaos <laughs> down here. Like it's, uh, yeah. That's a good guess. Everyone all the time at every turn. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Okay. Wow. But also, like in the long arm of history, we'll everyone's fucking gonna die. Um. Yeah, that that's me. That's me. Right. That that's the energy I'm gonna channel in this moment. Like everyone's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually disappointed to see that Otto was still around for the next for the yeah. season three premiere. Uh, pre like little sneak peek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know there's a chance he might go, but I was very upset to see he was there. So you want Otto to get? I want Otto dead. Oh, please. I want him Maybe, but don't you want to see Otto die, though? You don't want Otto to die peacefully. No, no, I definitely do. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely want Dragon to bite his dick off or something. Take it right off. Right. Like a little baby dragon's right. Like uh like that like the little like the little dinosaur that killed Norman in Jurassic Park. What's his name? Not Norman. Or like all the tiny like the little glasses that like ate a child alive. Like that? His Seinfeld name. I don't remember his Jurassic Park. You remember when he was in the Jeep? And yeah. the dinosaur and like it, you know, said, hit him with acid. Yeah, it hit him in the face with the acid, and then like yeah. got in and ate him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his. I just remember Barbasol. I never look at Barbasol the same again. Thanks, <laughs> no, not ever. That's what I want for Otto. I want. That, that's what needs to happen to him. The thing about Otto for me is that we've seen worse. We've seen worse. Otto is not getting under my st- skin the w- same way as like. Ramsey or fucking Joffrey or Tywin, like uh, Otto is, yeah, not the worst. They were blatantly, because yeah, yeah, well, it, it, it wasn't was a slow blatant. burn with Otto. Yeah, like, but Tywin wasn't like blatantly evil. Tywin played a long, long game, but like Joffrey, Ramsey, like they were just ob- absolutely like torturing people left and right, kind of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I feel like I feel like Otto's just like a Tywin, so you know I'm kind of just waiting for his his demise to be embarrassing and stupid and trivial. You know, that's kind of that that's kind yeah. of what Game of Thrones has taught me to hope for for these types of characters. Like, let them be a footnote because that's the worst thing you could do for them. I mean, I don't want him to be yeah. a footnote. I mean, I, I I enjoy disliking the character. Like, I think they did a good right. job with that. I just think, like, where where Joffrey was a slow burn through multiple episodes before you really, really got to figure out how horrible he was going to be, I felt it instantly with Otto. Like, like I say, it it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't a First slow burn. Right it was away. a yeah, it was a sledgehammer. Wasn't and that weird? Right. So it, it felt weird. Like I felt like okay, trust him. they are forcing me to not like him. Right. Where with Joffrey, yeah. it was like mm-hmm. you couldn't tell with Joffrey if it was is he a bad person or is he just really trying to live up to what he's supposed to be, like you know, in his mom's eyes. And then you find out slowly, like oh, he's worse than what his mom wanted him to be anyway, and he's just a fucked mm-hmm. up little kid. With Otto, it's just like 
like I said, you expect him to be standing in a fucking top hat, twirling a mustache. Like, they made him that obvious of a piece of shit. Oh, I was going to say, I'm actually very curious to see how Denise's feelings on Allison are going to go through this uh, this series because she's such a champion for Cersei. And all of her, if I remember correctly, all of the arguments that Denise made for Cersei can be applied to Allison. She was lined up to marry a king. The king is not who she expected him to be. She was under the thumb of the hand of the king. She Like, all of these things... Are very similar is all I'm Denise saying. Shaking her head you now, see how hard I'm shaking my head. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like all of the elements no. of a tragic character that can be applied to Cersei Lannister can also be applied to Allison Hightower. Can also be applied to Homelander. <laughs> I know. Ser- <laughs> how many times have I been like, is Homelander Cersei? I'm like. Mm. <laughs> All right, so David likened uh, Allison to Homelander, so that lets us know we are wrapped up for this week. Um, <laughs> last week, we our, our ranking uh, was on dragon eggs, and uh, kind of want to see what's what's a, what's a good one this week. Uh, actually, real quick, two things, real quick. First of all, David, last week you said there's some phrase they keep saying. It's God's be good, God's yeah, be good. Okay. So that's the phrase they keep saying, where they're like, "What the fuck? God's yep. be good." And then Shauna, we told you last week, follow the hashtag Dim Thrones on Twitter. And with House of Dragons, another one that you need to follow is Dim Dragons. Oh, okay. So, so I'm sure everybody is just sitting on the edge of their seat. Did I follow Dim? Yes, I did, in fact, follow Dim Thrones. I woke up on, I woke up whatever morning was after watching and was like, oh, yeah, I need to follow this hashtag. So I will add Dim Dragons to my Dim Dragons. Twitter perusal. There you go. Um, So I don't know what our what our uh, what our thing is this week. Last week it was dragon eggs. Does anybody have a good one this week? Please, for the love of God, we can't change it every week, man. We can't we can't change it every week, bro. Especially the way that Damon just chucked that dragon egg. Did anybody else feel like that was improv? I felt like the way Damon just hooked that dragon egg. She seemed surprised to catch it. That's what I was, I I feel like that was improv. I feel like Matt Smith was like, this feels like really good in the moment and just hucked it at her and she was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It's not like he tossed great. it. He chest passed no, that shit. He did. Yeah. Like, God, yeah. He put, he yeah. pushed past that at her and she, she caught it. But I, I really do not. I really feel like that might've been improv. Um, so <laughs> Dragon egg. I like ranking this episode. On so, egg? what is this ranking that you guys are doing? I'm, I, we just rank it how, how we liked it, and I just like, yeah, I'm a five at this one too. The pricing was perfect. Oh, the episode. The story was perfect. I mean, I yeah. they had me wishing I had a sword on my waist for God's sakes. Like, I wanted to that out at the same time. I was on the couch mm-hmm. doing these actions with them during this episode. They had me. They had me. So. I this episode five out of five. I liked it better than the first episode, actually. So, yeah, five. Yep. I'm gonna say uh, I'll go four point five out of five. I and like I mean, it's auto. <laughs> it's auto, and it's like it's not. But you love to. It's hate not him. that I. It's not that. that I don't like. What's up? I thought you loved to hate him. I do. It's just they they they're trying so hard to make him a piece of shit that it comes across as almost like I can feel a writer giving him direction or I can feel a director telling him, Hey man, 
stare at him, but stare at him like a fucking asshole. Like, make it super obvious to everybody in the room you're a piece of shit, but just let Viserys be totally unaware that you're a fucking supervillain. Like, it, I wish it was more subtle. Um, And maybe they'll dial it back. I hope they do. I don't know. But it's too blunt. He's giving you Mr. Snidely feelings and you don't like it. No. Okay. I'm going to go three. Shauna, I'm no. going to keep. Last week I, I said you could have your it. opinion. I Nope. You were not. Did you give it a three last week? Three. No, she no. gave it a four. Four. Oh. I'm yelling into the mic. I'm I'm sorry for your ears. Uh, I'm giving it a three. you think this week was worse than yep. last? Yep. Based on um, there a lot lack of bloodshed. Uh, there was movement in the plot, but it felt slower. There was a lot more just like chatty, 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 chatty. Um, also three based on all of the um, child bride situations. I just didn't like it. It didn't feel good. I so um, uh, yes, the finale, the Cyrax under the clouds. That definitely was a win for me. Um, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like this one came out as strong as the first episode. Uh, so I'm going to go with three on this one. I'll give you that. Eric said the same thing about like the dialogue a little slow, but I think the way that it ended, it's, it's, it's now it's going to pick up. It okay. set, it, it set the chessboard. That's what this episode was doing for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a three based on the fact that the places are now in, or the pieces are now in place. And now we're going to start to see a lot more movement on the, the, the game of Thrones chessboard. Um, but this, this episode was needed uh, to set up all of the events that are to come. But I'm, I'm going to give it a three. I don't yeah. think it was as good. I don't think it was as strong and as fast-paced as the pilot, as the first episode. Okay. All right. Well... That's our thoughts on the Rogue Prince, including Shauna's. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> Look. We'll keep look, that in, I guess. Look, Anissa said I was MVP of one episode, and I will. my eagle will never, and you, ever and come you're down riding from that, from that horse out. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's it. I can do no wrong now. No wrong. She, she put it in my head. I'm the MVP. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there agrees with you that this episode was a three, but not me. And I just want that to go on record. I also want to go on record. I am officially on Vagar Watch. And that is a wrap for this week. So thank you all for joining. Thank you all for listening. And we will see you next week, episode three. Thank you so much. Bye. See you next week.